I do not see how a situation where Raj is going to be managing Ireland before Paulie. Paul's next. In my eyes, what's coming down the line, I would suggest that Raj might have to hold on. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the Ball Daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you as always through to five. We hope you're doing okay around the country and enjoying the lovely weather. And what is coming up on the show today? Well, we're going to be live to Cape Town ahead of Munster's URC final against the Stormers. Will there be an Irish success in that competition? Munster have not won the trophy for 12 years. Rory O'Connor will preview the action at about 2.35. We'll build up to the Hurling Championship this weekend as the Munster and Leinster round robin uh, sections draw to a close. John Myler, Rory Jacob and Michael Verney will look ahead at about half one. As always, we'll bring you football Saturday between 3 and 5. Remember, the Premier League finishes tomorrow. So David Connolly will join Dan McDonnell and Johnny Ward this week as we pick our Premier League teams of the season 1-11 to 11, and track the progress of the Republic of Ireland under-17s. Also talk about the League of Ireland action last night. 53106, the number for your text. If you want to share your opinions with us when it comes to sport, if you have any questions as well for our guests during the show, you can also tweet us at Off The Ball. Aidan Delaney, Wexford's finest in studio with me. How are you, Aidan? I'm not too bad, thanks, John. Yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, we were obviously covering the Leinster game last week, live commentary of the Champions Cup final, a devastating defeat for them. And it's all about Munster this week and a big opportunity to win a trophy. And I think if they do, it'll be a real boost for them in terms of contending maybe in the Champions Cup again in the future. Yeah, quite interesting to see the kind of discussion between even people inside of Munster this week about whether, I mean, Dennis Leamy was on a bit earlier in the week and he was talking about this really wasn't part of the plan. We're kind of in bonus territory a little bit here and that... Graham Rowntree was speaking to the media yesterday saying, no, actually, this is where we should be. This is where we deserve to be, especially with that kind of run and form at five away games that they managed to win towards the back end of the season. And that is the kind of form that makes you champions. It's just they're really, really up against it this afternoon as well. I mean, having to go all the way, you know, halfway across the world to take on the defending champions in their home ground. I mean, it's, it is very difficult for them. But I do think that when you look at some of the Munster team, I mean, there's some absolute legends of Irish rugby there. It's, it's it's mad to think that Peter O'Mahony doesn't actually have a trophy with Yeah, Munster. he was on the periphery there in 2011, yeah. Yeah, very much on the periphery, but I mean, this would be his first kind of real piece of silverware with the with the, the side and, you know, Conor Murray, Keith Earls waiting 12 years after that uh, Celtic League win. And it, it's just mad to think that they've gone so long without it and yet they've kind of almost got here by accident a little bit. We were all expecting Leinster to be here, but, you know, Munster showed brilliant... Uh, resilience in that semi-final, getting the ball to Jack Crowley, and it's it's kind of interesting to see. You know, Ross Byrne didn't get that opportunity last week where he could have had a, a drop goal to win a tournament. You know, Jack Crowley did take that opportunity, and now Munster deservedly in this final, given that semi-final performance. So, very very difficult to see them getting the victory today. But um, we'll hear a little bit from Dennis Leamy very shortly, just about you know controlling the controllables, and that's what you have to do when you're the underdog. It's in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we can hear from Dennis Leamy. He says that, listen, they can't worry about the situation. They can only be concerned with what they can control this afternoon. We have to be very calm in terms of how we hold on to the ball. Um, You know, we don't want to be creating um, fractured play, transitional play. They're just very, very good in terms of those first three phases when when, when the transition happens. And how, trying to control that through keeping possession is important. Our kicking game will be important, and our speed across the pitch, I suppose, to on the transitions to get in place um, is something that we've spoken about. So, our, our own calmness and how we control things will be really, really important. Look, obviously, with players like Yankees and and Lebok and Vilimsa, 
you know, Ruse, you know, they just roll off the tongue, don't they? They've got so much uh, ability across their, their their team. They're a team that we, we, we've admired for a while and I've watched them, you know, um, in many games. And the, the brand of rugby they can play is, is very exciting. So a great challenge for us. Uh, and that's the way we view it. It's a great challenge. And um, I suppose how we implement our game plan and how we control the speed of ball, the time of the tackle, they're the sort of things that we'll discuss. It's a half-five kickoff for Munster against the Stormers, the URC final in Cape Town. Mayo's finest Cameron Hill is with us as well for the news round. And Cameron, I really love the Munster brand. The fact that they got, what, 5,000 people gone to South Africa this week? That's just brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I heard um, someone saying the tickets for this final are 17 quid, which is kind of unheard of. when you Sounds think like Bundesliga price. prices. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant way of uh, advertising the game. I think it's close enough to being sold out in Cape Town, if not sold out already. So it sounds like it's going to be an absolutely brilliant atmosphere. Um, look, you got to look at this game as a... Like the term bonus territory for Munster, it seems a little bit patronising, but it is. I think it's going to be a very, very difficult atmosphere in Cape Town. The Stormers obviously won it last year. And when you look at even the score lines and the path to the playoff final, you've got 14-5 win and 16 points to 15 win for Munster. Very scrappy, tight affairs. Whereas the Stormers have scored, I think, like 79 points over the two games. They love playing expansive rugby. I watched the game against Connacht. They were really, really hungry and just kept going for attacks, kept going for the initiative and forcing the issue and eventually just outscored Connacht, who weren't bad themselves that day. So it's going to be a clash of styles. I think the Stormers probably just have the edge on Munster, but who knows? In a final, well, anything Munster have won down there. Uh, they did That's win it. down there earlier this year. They won eight times in 2023. They've got, a, obviously, momentum. So, mm. look, we'll see what happens. Um, I kind of mentioned the Bundesliga there. Uh, because of the ticket prices. I remember you were going to Spurs for um, Frankfurt in October. The Champions League was €15 Euro into Champions League game. Champions League game, yeah. And it's the Bundesliga finale this afternoon and Borussia Dortmund could be crowned champions if they win mm. against Mainz uh, with Munich chasing their tail. Um, we also have, as I said, at the top of the show, Aiden, the under-17s in action today. Yeah, placing the semi-finals of the European Championships and a World Cup spot is up for grabs for Ireland this evening. They'll take on the nine-time winners Spain in the last eight of the continental competition in Budapest. Colin O'Brien's side reached this stage after a 4-2 win over their hosts Hungary that was in their final group game on Tuesday night. Mason Mealy has scored twice on the night and speaking to FAI TV says, he says it's been a dream come true so far. I think getting Spain is amazing. Like some people see it as like, oh, it's Ireland for Spain. But I think anything can happen in tournament football. Uh, I think we have a good chance. It's a great team. Like, but it's just an amazing opportunity to play against the likes of Spain. So yeah. And then the World Cup. We win, win the quarter final and going to the World Cup like that is just surreal. To be honest, like I never, never expected that. Be playing in the World Cup, but first of all, we have to win on Saturday. You know, while everything's going great, I suppose it's important to remind people that of your age and also how quickly a lot of things have happened for you. I think it was only 18 months ago you signed for Pats and perhaps you can remind people about how, how much has gone on in those last few months. Uh, it's unreal, like thinking back to then, like the start of January 2022, only signing for Pats, like I was only 14 coming in and it's just ever since I went there things have started to skyrocket for me. I've improved and I... Like that's thanks to the managers and the coaches at Pats. Like they've helped me through it all, and just through international football and club football, I've just improved so much. And I'm um, just thinking back to it, it's just 
amazing like how far I've come in the last 18 months as you said yeah yeah, well done to Mason Media. We'll be speaking about the team a bit more on Football Saturday with Dan McDonald, Johnny Ward and David Connolly from 3 o'clock with some green shoots kick off at 7 o'clock. Uh, the Premier League, as we say, finishes tomorrow, Aidan, and Mo Salah came out during the week and was a bit frustrated. Yeah, a very interesting social media post from him, but Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp says he has no worries about Mo Salah's future at the club after the forward said he was devastated they failed to qualify for the Champions League. Uh, the Egypt International posted on social media that there was absolutely no excuse that they missed out on a top four finish and he has looked abroad before. And Klopp says he'd be frustrated if players look to leave because of their lack of a top four finish. Mo loves being here. And Mo was part of, he said, apologies for what we did, not apologies for what the other guys did. Um, and, but I had to go with them, not at all. It's all fine. If ever, if ever, would, no, it, I, it's normal, but a player would come to me, oh, we didn't qualify for the Champions League, I have to leave. I would drive him to the other club. I would, I would say, take the key, come in the car, where you want to go, I drive you. So, because that would be something I I never could understand. Like, I would say, well, we didn't qualify for the Champions League. I need to work in the Champions League, so I go. I, I'm responsible for this mess or whatever, so I can, you cannot go in these moments. If that's, It's not the case with Mo, not at all. And nobody else told me. They asked me if they can have a day or longer holiday or whatever, but nobody asked me if um, after holiday if they have to come back. So that um, was not in our conversations. Would Mo Salah be in your Premier League team of the season? He was in mine. I was actually just going through because we did this on the 29th of January uh, when we had our, our kind of mid-season team of the year and I was looking at it. Mo Salah wasn't in it then, but he is in it now. Because How many changes now since January in your team? I, I think I counted six. I right. think there was only a couple of players managed to make it. At Recently buys. A little bit, a little bit now, all right. But um, a couple of Newcastle players have kind of fallen away from, I definitely had Nick Pope in, in January and he hasn't really. Do you know the team off down. the top of your head, 1-11 to now? Uh, the team that I, I would pick at the end of the season now yeah yeah. so Alisson uh, Sven Botman uh, I can't remember who I picked it right back Saliba anyway and uh, the Brighton left back Estepinian uh, Casemiro Odegaard De Bruyne Haaland Sa- uh, Salah and Kane so I'd pick and yourself Cameron oh do I have to name all 11 I don't no, think I can no. name 11 Premier would you have Salah in there or not um Yes, I think so. Um, at midway point of the season, I might have had Rodrigo in there, and that's probably my Leeds route showing. But I think uh, the fact that he's been injured so much and Leeds have struggled this year um, attests to how important he is to them, and he's definitely their player of the season. But Salah's been brilliant. Um, I know he kind of had the patchy start at the start of the season, um, <laughs> like so many Liverpool players, really. But he's come into his own brilliant track record this year. Um, and it's kind of been leading from the front in terms of getting Liverpool back to the position where they nearly got top four. Uh, we have a cut of anybody who, as of a certain age, will remember Luton and Coventry in the Premier League in the 80s. And they're playing for a place in that competition later on. The Championship playoff final, one of the great matches in football in the calendar year. Yeah, Luton aiming to reach the Premier League for the very first time this evening, taking on Coventry, as you say, a place in the top flight up for grabs. And it is the game often referred to as the richest fixture in the game, with some suggesting that a win could be worth over €300 million to the winner. Kickoff at Wembley is at 4.45.
What else do we have? It's the final day of the Women's Super League as Chelsea and Manchester United prepare for a thrilling finale to their title race. Emma Hayes' side face Reading this afternoon while United are away to rivals Liverpool. The action will get underway in both games at half past two. It's been brilliant so far this year. I mean, Chelsea have just been epic to watch. Um, I know some people listening mightn't have been paying full attention to the Women's Super League this year, but if you can get it, um, the football today, watch Chelsea and watch how they set up. Emma well, we'll be giving you the scores, obviously, here. We'll be giving you the scores, absolutely. Um, but if you can get a sense of just the way they play and the confidence that Emma Hayes um, imbues them with. It's fantastic. Um, we have this debate a good bit on OTBAM about she would definitely make a good whack at a Premier League club in terms of management. Her <clears throat> tactical setup is fantastic. She she bestows this kind of trust upon her players. Uh, like This year, there was the small matter of a mid-season hysterectomy which put her out for a couple of weeks um, naturally as she recuperated and the team didn't really drop off in terms of um, their performances so being able to let your players figure out things on their own is a really important thing for a successful side that you're not this dictator about tactics um, as we've seen so many other managers be so today is a really I really do hope that Chelsea go and win it today purely because it'd be great to see Emma Hayes' side go from strength to strength they were brilliant against Barcelona in the Champions League didn't quite work out but to even hold them to a draw in one of the legs is a huge achievement for a team taking on one of the world's greatest so full credit to them if you get a chance get some women's Super League into you today and we have matches here as well the women's Premier Division a really tasty one Shelburne against Piedmont yeah, it all gets underway at 2 o'clock at Dublin Derby at Tolka Park. Defending champions Shelburne taking on the league leaders, P-Mench United. At 4 o'clock then, we have DLR Waves facing Bohemians. An hour later, Wexford Utes travel to Cork City and Shamrock Rovers and Galway United clash at half past five. The late game this evening sees Athlone Town face off against Treaty United at 7 o'clock. That's in the women's game. Uh, two games to tell you about in the men's as well. Uh, Derry City can extend their lead at the top of the Premier Division table following Shamrock Rovers' loss last night. Uh, Derry are taking on Sligo Rovers that's an away game at 7.45 and before that at half seven uh, we have Waterford looking to close the gap on Galway United in the first division uh, they're taking on Longford from half seven OK uh, we will also speak on Football Saturday about the uh, Stephen Bradley incident last night uh, outside Turner's Cross we'll get to that at the top of Football Saturday at three uh, the All-Ireland Football Championship uh, group stage uh, continues this afternoon Aidan yeah, first up, Cork take on Mickey Hart's Louth. That's a three o'clock throw-in at Park Charlton. That's followed by the meeting of Westmeath and Armagh from 4.45. And it's that all-Ulster affair at Celtic Park this evening as Derry play host to Monaghan. It's a seven o'clock throw-in for that one. Have you been enthused so far by the round-robin in football? I haven't really. I don't think it's really been sparked into into life just yet I mean Kerry Mayo should have been the perfect way to kick it off and I don't think we saw the best of Kerry in that game Mayo obviously was a huge win for them and and really they needed to kind of put the the doubts behind them because a lot of people were saying oh you know they've got a lovely build up to the championship now that they don't have to worry about a Connacht final but then you know maybe a little bit of rustiness could have creeped in there but they certainly didn't show any of it uh, down in Killarney last weekend we had James O'Donoghue there and he was just blown away by the fact that they just came out swinging really and really put it up to the All-Ireland champions so I do think that there is a little bit of a lack of jeopardy in the group stages so far. We saw that kind of thing with the Super 8s as well in in years gone by. So uh, we're getting into round two and we'll get into round three as well, where there will be a bit more, you know, kind of games on the line and championships on the line, summers on the line, really. So I do think that, you know, the likes of Cork and Louth, 
they do need to start getting a couple of wins on the board and really getting the, their own counties behind them a little bit just to kind of you know not just be also rounds in this competition but I think Derry Roscommon sh- or Dublin Roscommon should be a good game tomorrow uh, we'll have Mossy Quinn at that one and we'll have updates throughout the show so I definitely think that we we haven't seen the best of it yet but um, you know a little bit of more jeopardy in these kind of later rounds will certainly add to the spice a bit I think it's been great so far um, I'm speaking as a Mayo man who's celebrating a win over the All-Ireland Champions sure. I, I understand that I probably have skin in the game in that but you know that was an opportunity to pretty much kill off Mayo's All-Ireland ambitions last weekend. I don't think they'd have recovered if they were battered by Kerry and Killarney. I really don't. So it's a way of rebooting them. Um, for Kerry, you know, there's form. I think you have to look at it and say the Cliffords have gone through a really tough time over the last couple of weeks. That must have factored into it as well. So um, I, 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 I don't necessarily agree with the idea that the lack of proper jeopardy has ruined it. It's a great opportunity for these counties to get some game time in in a very limited season like we we forget there's a team in each of these groups whose championship will be over after three games even three games without the um, back door this year isn't a whole lot of time to generate some form so I do think they're going to probably have a bit more buy-in than we're perhaps giving them credit for Joe McDonough Cup final in Hurling 445 Croke Park between Offaly and Carlo as well today there's rowing action in the Europeans uh, yeah we've just seen Fintan McCarthy and Hugh Moore disappoint in the final of the lightweight double skulls at the European Rowing Championships uh, they've come 6th uh, last place finish in that final um, Fintan McCarthy of course an Olympic champion and of course a former European and world champion as well but not with Paul O'Donovan uh, he was receiving his uh, confirmation as a doctor uh, this week so Hugh Moore stepping into the gap and unfortunately didn't work out for Ireland a 6th place finish and I believe there's a man called Ireland part of the Switzerland team that yeah. has won that final as well so uh, we'll, we'll kind of take that one maybe uh, we had Aoife Casey and Margaret Kremen they were in the water for their lightweight women's double skulls decider uh, that has also finished in defeat uh, they came fifth in that race and in the earlier game uh, the earlier rowing today the women's four finished fifth in this morning's final in Slovenia Romania pipping Great Britain to the gold in the women's four don't know if you saw that race in the women's four but it was brilliant right to the end um, Great Britain were in pole position and Romania just snatched it from the jaws of defeat it was <laughs> really exciting um, and it's a disappointing day for Irish rowing of course um, without any medals from the three finals so far um, especially that last one there and I know um, Fintan and Hugh were in lane one one of the peripheral lanes and it's really really difficult to medal from one of those lanes um, but look we move on the drive for Paris 2024 keeps going and my god Lake Bled looks fabulous I don't know if anyone's ever been from the where is this view. again now? Lake Slovenia. Bled in Slovenia. No, I haven't. It looks no. stunning. Jeez, oh, I'd rather be there now today. Cameron, <laughs> first day in the year we've got good weather on a Saturday in this country. What are you talking I'm wearing about? I'm shorts, JD. I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but that doesn't look too bad. Ireland for once is good weather today. Yeah. You know, yeah. people are like driving around or they're going to the shops or they're probably going to the beach. Look, there's no place I'd rather be, John. 53106 uh, really looking to this, uh, forward to this Ireland under 17 game tonight Ireland can have a good production line of players if they get good investments and support from the government like any prudent investment you get so much more back Irish soccer has been neglected in years gone by Ireland can take inspiration from Denmark same population but they frequently produce a lot of high quality and are now genuine tournament contenders the potential is definitely there but the, is the will there from everyone uh, well, says one of our textures our young players and coaches deserve better facilities and infrastructure could they build a centre of excellence like St George's Park well, we know the uh, FEI is obviously financially challenged at the moment and I do think it does need a 
like a state will behind it, but we'll, we'll ask Dan about it at, at three o'clock. Um, it's a constant debate. Uh, we have Formula One, the best Grand Prix of the year in terms of aesthetics and often the drive in itself, Monaco. Yeah, world champion Max Verstappen was quickest in his Red Bull on the tight streets of Monte Carlo. He dominated second practice ahead of the Grand Prix. Uh, that's tomorrow. Ferrari's Carlos Sainz was fastest in the first practice, but crashed out in the second. Lewis Hamilton and George Russell will be hoping for big upgrades on their Mercedes cars this week. Uh, they're hoping to qualify. Uh, speaking to Sky Sports, Hamilton feels that they have made progress in catching the top teams, but there's still some way to go. Well, firstly, I mean, I've generally had an amazing day. I really enjoyed uh, driving today um, I want to say a big big thank you to everyone back at the factory because um, to build and uh, and design and develop a car is not an easy thing and everyone's put so much uh, time in so many hours of, of uh, hard work to have us here today I'm glad that we were able to keep it on track for them and I think we got a lot of data I mean it's not the place to ultimately test an upgrade but um, the car was generally feeling good I think ultimately it was a bit a shame we weren't as close as I'd hoped uh, at the end of the session, but um, definitely felt the improvements and um, I'm grateful for them. we just got to keep uh, chipping away at it and see if we can squeeze any more juice out of the car. Is there one area you're seeing the most improvement in the car or is it a general overview? Uh, there is, I'm not going to say where, the, <laughs> but there is, there is and, there's, and it's very clear where the lack is, uh, lack of performance is for me. And so I just have to We'll talk about that in the debrief. Um, we'll we'll all collect, you know put our heads together and try and figure out how we can do that with within what we have. And um, but hopefully this gives us a platform to build on moving forward. Qualifying taking place at three o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, my cousins are at it uh, this weekend, soaking up the Monegasque sun. So if they're listening, hello to Daniel and John Boyle and Jack Hill. Looks like a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, it really, really does. Sounds like a lot of savings been done. Yeah, well, yeah, they're all. They also went to Nice, so you know, they're. Yeah, it's a tough life, JD. It is. It's a very it tough really life. Um, the Curra stages the Irish two thousand guineas, um, sponsored by Tattersalls uh, this afternoon. Royal Scotsman is the current favourite. Paul and Oliver Cole training that in the UK. Jamie Spencer coming over to ride. So interesting to see if uh, Aidan O'Brien will have. Um, success in this with uh, one of his charges but look it's an interesting race to see what happens in the in the Irish Guineas should also mention tomorrow JD it's uh, Alan Wynne Jones' um, international retirement game for the Barbarians under Eddie Jones's Barbarians they're playing a World 15 at Twickenham um, I know rugby purists out there will be hoping for that lesser spotted forward kicks the last conversion of yes. their career uh, if you see them they're always brilliant because they never go over and it's just they absolutely wallop it and suddenly giving out to their tens for wanting to take the points instead of going for the corner, you know, comes back to bite them because they realise how hard a conversion is. <laughs> no, he's had a great career. Fair play to him. And uh, we're checking out tomorrow. Absolutely, Cameron, Aidan and Cameron, thanks for the moment. Remember, folks, as you're binging on sport this weekend, pick out your best performance of the weekend, whether it's a player, manager, even the ref. Tune in to OTB's Instagram page tomorrow evening and Sunday. Leave your selection in the comments under our performance rankings post. If your selection matches our topic live on Monday's OTBAM, you're with a chance then of winning a Gillette Labs exfoliating razor, skin guard shaving gel and a refill blades pack. That is Gillette Labs performance rankings for an effortless finish to your day. Who is going down with Southampton? I think it'll be Leicester and Leeds. I can't see Everton losing tomorrow. I think they just 
they just have this kind of special day magic when it comes to you know the final day of the season 1994 uh, I think there was another one in the 90s as well but a little bit before my time but Everton are just that team that can just escape and I do think that Bournemouth a little bit on the beach um, Gary O'Neill has done a brilliant job this year and I know they've had three losses on the bounce I think but that won't be any reflection on, on the time that he's had there especially to pick that side up from the kind of mess that Scott Parker left it in uh, but I think Everton are just going to be too good and it's it's unfortunately for, for Cameron and plenty of Leeds fans out there I don't think the other results are going to matter You feeling like it's doomsday? I think so I was listening to Phil Hay this week and certainly all the Leeds fans he's been talking about have kind of are resigned to the fact that it'll be championship football next year Now we won't get to play at Kenilworth Road because they'll be coming up so <laughs> that's a bit of a disappointment Yeah well not real Coventry out yet but uh, look we wish you all the best as Leeds fans tomorrow and we have commentary of Everton Bournemouth here on Off the Ball on News Talk tomorrow Stephen Doyle and Brian Kerr but now coming up after the break the Saturday panel as we preview this weekend's GA Hurley in action with John Myler Michael Verney and Rory Jacob Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk is back after this